we're live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the vlogcast. The vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast run is a combination of spite and the stress and effects because I don't have any beer this week. I've uh, I've just got something that uh, my son gave me uh, as he uh, was moving back into college. Uh, technically, it's mine because I paid for it, so you know, whatever. It's, it doesn't have the fun white powder in it anymore. Original taste, my ass. Part of this is follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm having a little bit of fun at one of our co-hosts' expense. You'll explain, I'll explain why momentarily. It's good to be back with you guys. I am your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble, pretty much everywhere under that name, S-H-U-J-I-N. Hi. Let me, uh, let me kind of explain. Rejoining us, for the first time in a while, it's good to have you back, by the way. Top left-hand corner of North America, where um, single-digit temperatures are uh, not out of the ordinary right now. Dallin, hi. As I've always said, when it comes to weather up here, just flip a coin. Yeah, isn't that the case? Yeah, you, you know, honestly, um, weather forecasters here would could slay as bookies in Vegas for being able to calculate the odds. S-L-A-Y? Yeah. Well, it's winter. I, I was a little, I, I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. It'll, it'll be winter here probably until tomorrow when all the snow's gone. Yeah. We'll see how long that lasts then. Mm-hmm. Down and to the right, into the Midwest of the U.S., Bridget. Good evening. Evening. Um, it's about four here, which is not bad. Uh, we did have some frizzle earlier, but now it's just rain. Is that freedom units or is that like real weather? That's like real weather. Okay. Just yeah, for yeah. units, it's about thirty-eight. Yeah, we're uh we're five below here right now. Yeah, we we and had freezing rain, freezing drizzle, frizzle earlier, yeah. but now it's just raining. Yeah. Well, yeah. If there's one nice thing for me, because I'm a selfish bastard, uh, the nice thing about having snow or have it snowing is that the roofers will tend to shut up. Look, right now they're working on the on the house directly across from my balcony. So for eight hours a day, I'm hearing the steady pop, pop, pop of an air gun, uh, you know, or a, an air nailer, and which is fine. I don't, I don't mind it. But when I'm actually trying to, you know, do stuff with the mic, as Shujin will attest, I mean, he's heard jets take off from this thing, and I don't have the game turned up that much. <laughs> he's he's also heard police sirens, and I don't know. Did you did you ever hear the drag race? You know what? I don't. I don't know. Uh, I don't particularly think that chiffon rustling against itself would come through your mic at that uh, distance. I don't know. Figure it out later. Phrasing. <laughs> and over the water, over to I Paris, France, there. <laughs> where it is actually rather balmy by comparison. Joseph, thank That's you for showing up. Still raining. Yeah. Yeah. I looked it up, by the way. Uh, for you over there in Paris, uh, according to Google Weather, it's currently saying that it's uh, 8 Celsius. That's rather balmy by comparison. Yeah, over here, it's um, outside of Buffalo today. Right now, it's uh, dark because it's night, and it's uh, minus 9 Celsius. So, Well, it's it's dark because it's not day here. That's that's right. The, the nuclear does- day ball has not yet risen. No, no, no. 
No, it has not uh, made its orbit around the Earth. Uh, psh, d- uh <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Come back to that later. You, you, did, geo, you geocentric heathen, you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, 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 just seeing if you're paying attention. Just, just, just a little bit. So, okay. it's good to be back with you guys. Uh, of course, as always, live chat. Good to have you over here joining us. Uh, Stephanie did see you over there. Hi. Uh, as like with last week, I, I'm going to very, very carefully make sure that we are very close to the the two hour mark and not at all over it if possible because i've still got soreness in my arm and i don't want to be pushing it last night i did two hours i'm okay i'm drugged up so it should be hitting properly within the first hour of the show but i'm not gonna i'm really not gonna push it i know i know i know leave me alone is it still because of the shoveling incident? Yeah, I've got something that's uh, in pain behind my shoulder blades. Uh, sh- well, one shoulder blade, so I'm not quite sure what it is. It might be a nerve thing. I'm not really sure what the hell's going on. It is getting yeah. better, but it's just... We, uh, we could talk about that yeah. off show. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 uncomfortable. Now, as far as to uh, my drinking goblet tonight, I've decided to use this one. Why? Because believe it or not, this is the one that I use for ice cream mixed with milk because I'm getting the like super cheap stuff at BJ's, which, oh my God, that stuff is so good. The chocolate that they've got, mm, mix that with like an equal amount of, uh, or like two thirds milk with that chocolate ice cream oh my god it's like having like the best uh chocolate shake from burger king ever <laughs> or harvey's come to think of it god i freaking miss harvey's goddamn pandemic yeah you know there's a um there's a place up here uh you guys you guys down the states have the same thing the the cold stone creamery yeah yeah okay we have something up here similar it's called the marble slab same thing yeah okay they actually make milkshakes like real milkshakes not this uh spooge out of a spout blend it for a little bit type thing like i'm talking ice cream milk uh if you want fixins you get fixins if you want chocolate syrup they throw chocolate syrup in there i mean the real thing do it right yeah i went there yeah so i went there once um and i ordered one i I didn't see they had them at first and then i i looked i'm like oh okay Ordered one, a little pricey, but that's to be expected. Okay. There was a a store in my hometown growing up. And it had a uh it was it was more of a grocery type store, but it had a coffee bar type thing. You, you know those kind of shops? You know, you, you can go in, you can get your groceries, but you can also sit down at almost like a restaurant style bar table get a coffee, maybe get a slice of apple pie, a, a place you'd go on a Sunday after church if your family was into that type of thing. But do you, you guys know what I mean? Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, okay. So they did the milkshakes there. And like I'm talking the metal cup with that vintage mixer thingy, um, you know, that. And that's what Marble Slab did. And that's exactly how it tasted. I took one sip of that thing, and it took me right back to the 70s. Nice. It's not very often I can I can do that, 
that time, oh, but at about eight bucks a pop, uh, that's a luxury. Which I can easily do, which I can easily duplicate back here at home. So you know, screw it. Ever been to Five Guys? Oh yeah, I have not. They do uh, those too. Yeah, on my radar, but have not yet. Funny enough, I have not we been have to, to a Five Guys in quite a long time because you know I have not been eating out uh, nearly as much as I had previously. Because I, you know, nice note these guys are out there doing their job. I don't think that I really want to, you know, give them more agita than what they need. I have not had a shake from them, I don't think ever, but I do remember at one point that there was a add bacon to anything uh, line item on the menu that was like 15 cents, 75 cents, whatever the hell it was. And we actually did ask, um, does that include doing it in a, in a, in a shake? Uh, yeah. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. A vanilla milkshake with bacon sprinkles. That must be awesome. Oh, I don't know, but I'm going to try the next time. That- like just a touch of pepper. Uh, you know, uh, I, I know we're, I, I know we're going off the cliff here, but what the hell? <laughs> a little bit. Okay. Uh, 2010. When I got the donuts that I was going to get the chance to go to AC and see all you guys. Mm-hmm. And I remember Virginia saying something about chocolate bacon. Now, at first I was concerned about that because I had no idea what she was talking about. And what she ended up bringing was a very, very wonderfully crafted chocolate brownie laced with bacon bits. And I thought, okay, that's, that's kind of chocolate bacon. Cut to rain first a couple years later. And I'm in downtown Seattle. And myself, Conrad, and Shayla walked into a chocolatier shop. And this is like everything chocolate. Like when I say soup to nuts, I'm not, ta- I'm not kidding about soup to nuts. And they had chocolate bacon. Crisped bacon strips, real Dip. bacon strips, Dip. dipped in chocolate. <laughs> and I, 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 I thought to myself, you know, now, Dark chocolate? I don't remember. Um, but the thing is, if I'd had an actual, if I'd had a cell phone with a decent camera at that time, I'd have taken a shot of that and sent it to Jinya to say, yeah, here's another variant of chocolate bacon. You know, but uh, you know, sadly, uh, back then, that was what, 2011, 2012? Yeah. Yeah, the cell phone I had at that time was crap. Like, Real crap. <laughs> it's okay. Don't worry about it. I've yeah. never had chocolate bacon before, but there was one time that my Sifu had, you know, like a yearly party that we watched Kung Fu movies at and, and brought snacks and things. And he made some candied bacon and it was delicious. Mm. Candy? How do you, candy how do, you do that? Uh, I don't know. I mean, somehow he, you know, boiled something down and caramelized it and then coated the bacon in it and let it Jeez. harden. And it was so good. Yeah. You know, it's not too different than, um, like, uh, peanut brittle. It's just, it's just sugar. It just had bacon in it. It was, yeah. yeah. You know, you, yeah, you, <laughs> you know what? If you could do that with maple syrup, oh, get, get, get it, can. get it down. Yeah. So you get it down to where it turns in, it can turn into the peanut brittle. And then 
coat bacon of that and then let it let it solidify. Uh, you've got maple bacon, literally. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've I've tried that. I tried making uh, maple syrup peanut brittle. Uh, failure. I took like it must have been like one liter of maple syrup and tried to get it down to uh, the the hard crack stage. Uh, mm-hmm. The uh, if you know anything about culinary, uh, but, mm-hmm. uh, how do you say pâtisserie in English? Um, Pastry. Yeah, well, like a yeah, well, whatever. Uh, baking. But, yeah. Um, it's basically it's that caramel stage, mm-hmm. and I couldn't get the syrup down to, to there because it crystallizes. Something okay. about its consistency. Yeah, it doesn't go down to. Uh, it doesn't become solid. It it just becomes like crystals. Hmm. Maybe maybe we'll investigate that uh, sometime. Uh, on on the opposite side Sorry. of the equation, for those of you that are thinking, well, I can do chocolate covered bacon the easy way. I'll just get some Hershey syrup. No, they did that <laughs> at the Erie County Fair some years ago, and they tried to pass it off as chocolate covered bacon. No. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, you have to melt your chocolate and use some paraffin in it and then dip it and let yeah. it harden. Some, uh, I, f- not, I forget exactly how, how it's supposed to be done, but th- there's I a gelatin or something. I don't know. Well, you know what? We'll try to look it up because if we don't, I know for well, by the way, over in live chat, Felix is over there. I know for well, she's probably going to look it up because I mean, that's. <laughs> Yes, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll what have... you can do is you take uh, baking chocolate and you put some paraffin in it and you melt it down and it's the you know, same thing as you would do as, as if you were making you know, homemade dipped chocolate covered strawberries or you know peanut butter balls or whatever, that same thing. Paraffin? Not... Wouldn't that have a taste? It, it, it... Uh, I think you guys, well, I mean, there, there's paraffin wax. Yeah, it's yeah. paraffin wax, but you don't use very much of it, and you put yeah. it with the baking chocolate. That way, when it cools, it will harden and make a shell. You yeah. know, I wish I'd known that. I, I, I used to have a recipe for, yeah, you're going to love this one. Uh, it's chocolate-tipped peanut butter balls, mm-hmm. but in the chocolate, you throw a couple of three shots of Irish cream. Oh. Give, give, give it that little oomph. Oh. You know what I'm saying? But they were, the, they were messy as hell to put together. But I bet you if we if I'd known about paraffin at that time, and if I'd been able to convince my ex-wife, they, they might have turned out a bit better. I mean, it, it, it was tasty. Well, but... <laughs> you know, usually con- confectioners here they use um, they use gelatin, like basically the jello, the consistency. Yeah, certain pectin. pectin. There you go. That's yeah, the stuff. Yeah. 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 God, it's bad. The first time I ever heard of pectin was with uh, Bruno Gerusi. Hi, I'm old. Welcome to Holy Crap, the cooking show. Well, <laughs> it's, you know, the way that we're going at this point, it's either going to be the cooking show or the candle making show. I'm not sure which one it's going to be right now. So how about I just go ahead, have another sip, because um, this is the first time I've had, like, soda in quite a while. Because, I mean, I've been, I've been drinking coffee and orange juice. Because I mean, eh, and and milk. Because you know, 
Gotta, mm. gotta keep, gotta keep them bones squirking. That's one hell of a cocktail. Well, I didn't put anything into it this time, so. Well. Although I was considering what would happen if I were to actually make coffee with this Coca-Cola. You know what? Nah, I no. don't. No, 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 no. no. I want to no. get to sleep sometime before. August. I mean, if you if you really want to try it, you know, go to go to BJ's or whatever and just buy a bottle of that SodaStream cola syrup. Dump some of that in your cup of co- in a cup of coffee. Don't don't throw it in the the tank. Nope, 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 nope. I want to get to sleep before I'm seventy five years old. And at the well, rate that I'm going, I'm I'm having a hard time hitting forty as it is. So let's let's leave it at that. Hmm. There's yeah. a there's an old joke in there. There was something out, uh, oh, it doesn't exist anymore. I, I've been able to find it online, but not in retail, but it was uh, Coca-Cola Black. It was basically coffee, coffee Coca-Cola. Do Google for it. Um, I, I have my hand in my shoe now, so I can't. I'm so glad that you, glad you said shoe. All right. Why? Whenever I hear somebody say, I've got my hand in my... I don't want to hear past that. I'm just going to leave it at that. Dallin's got the... uh, Dallin's definitely got the Google Foo, so I'm sure that he'll end up... (laughs) So while Uh, we're doing that, Joseph, you go ahead and mute yourself out while I go ahead and get us rolling over here because we're late and behind schedule and we don't have a horrible scope because I can't sit at the computer very long to write them. I know, I could just dictate it, but whatever. So, here we go. With five minutes on the clock, your five-minute freestyle starts right now. This week, bang. Specifically, big bang. I'm sick and tired of hearing about this whole argument about... I know, I know. How much do I really go into, you know, the whole... Who's got the religious argument this week? I know, we don't do that quite as much. And I kind of want to get to part of it, which is part of tonight but the the big bang argument about the whole the everything was created and and all you guys believe in is that um the everything is just random chance (laughs) no 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 first off no and second you're an idiot why don't you just like ask us what it is that we think you know, because that, that would actually work out a lot better. The thing that drives me up a wall is somebody that goes ahead and says, you believe that random chance had anything to do with, all right, right there, you've completely lost your argument. Absolutely, utterly, 100%, just gone. You could just stop right there because you just put the big L on your forehead because it's over with. Random chance? There is... Quite literally, almost nothing that is quote-unquote random chance that we know of currently. There's stuff that we haven't been able to explain. There's stuff that we can't quantify well enough or with enough precision. If we were able to figure out the exact force, the exact position the exact air temperature and air density and any kind of anything that was going on with a coin flip. We could replicate that coin flip time and time and time again. If we had exactly the same parameters, it would happen every time. 
Now, that's not something that, if there was just random chance at work in this universe for everything that you'd be able to do. It simply can't operate that way. But for whatever reason, we puddles of water in this universe, we are lucky enough to live in one to begin with and to be able to understand that there is stuff that happens because it has to happen. Because that's the way that this universe operates. You want to be all kind of upset about, well, quantum entanglement. You know, don't, don't, don't start with that word. You don't know what that word means. You, you really don't. Water puts itself together in a very specific format. It's a triangle. Well, it's part of a triangle, at least. A carbon ring puts itself together in a ring. Molecular hydrogen does the same thing. It's just a connection of two hydrogen atoms. Now, if you want to go ahead and... Or was it helium? You know what? I've forgotten which one was which. But it doesn't really much matter, does it? Things work in a specific way. And for anybody to go ahead and say, you're just expecting that, you know, every, humanity came out because of random chance. That's just a crock. Because one of the biggest things about how things operate in this universe is time. You know the old adage, have an infinite number of monkeys and an infinite number of typewriters with an infinite amount of time and eventually they will type out all of the works of Shakespeare you know, with random opportunity after a long enough time yes, that can happen is it likely to? no in likely to happen in my lifetime? no in the lifetime of the universe? ah that gets to be much more interesting because the question can now shift from will it happen to which language will it happen in? Because as the great God Murphy is my witness, I could guarantee you sooner or later, somebody would look it all over and go, yeah, that's, 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 um, that's Hamlet. It's, it's just in Klingon though. I'm not sure if I exactly got the, the piece across correctly for that one tonight. It kind of got a little bit away from me, but that's that's okay. It's episode 347 on the docket, Your Honor. Agent K was right. In this case, Agent K from Men in Black. And it's it's not the usual quote that I use, which is, you know, people people are uh you know, a person is smart. People are dumb, panicky individuals. Or I forget exactly what the line was. But the line in this case is, whatever you say, Slick, but I need to tell you something about all your skills. As of right now, they mean precisely dick. This news report that, uh, that I had uh, found came across social media, and I... I was absolutely heartbroken 
to read it. And I've got it in the show notes. The long and short of it is, and I, I had to I had to go through about four different uh, news reports in order to get a, a better understanding of what was going on because the first one was a little light on the details at that point. Family, father, mother, two daughters. In India, they've been dealing with, you know, the lockdown the same way that everybody else has. You know, it's it's it hard on people's psyche. It, it just is. And this family is fairly well-educated. Masters of science, um, doctor of philosophy, and master of philosophy. Um, the kids were doing well in college themselves. Uh, something about uh, forestry. I, f- I forget what all was going on. But one of them was starting to get really really from the way that the article read it off it sounded a lot like there was some mental instability that was happening maybe i don't want to go, i don't want to be going you know armchair doctor over here or anything but it has the sound of schizophrenia to it to me don't ask me why I am specifically looking and, and centering on that one. There's there's stuff. Just leave it at that. And it's not what anybody would think. But she was getting more and more uh, upset, more and more worried about that she's going to die. And from the articles, it sounded like it was a very irrational thing that was going on. And the younger sister started to also have similar concerns and worries. And the parents? Again, I'm I'm making a very, very short version of the articles. The parents killed them. Knocked them knocked them completely out and, and killed them with weighted dumbbells. And there was apparently an influence on the family that said that they could be revived after they were dead anyway. I couldn't quite suss out the, were they suggested to kill them so that they could be brought back to life and be cured? Or what? Because that wasn't really part of the news articles. And like I said, I went through a lot of them trying to figure out. But the idea that this well-educated, it would seem, family succumbed to this, and apparently the girls succumbed willingly, according to the reports. I absolutely could not believe what I was reading as a parent. And as someone who, you know, runs this story, you know, this show where we basically say, you know, you should be thinking for yourself. You should be better educated. And all that kind of flies out the window because I'm not entirely sure why. All I know is that the biggest piece of it all that absolutely disgusts me 
<clears throat> that somebody was smart enough, wily enough, to convince these people that they could bring the dead back to life. And I can't for the life of me imagine how something like that could be done or that anybody would actually do that to a family. What underlines that? What in that story? What's underlined most in that is the the word education, because um, <clears throat> yeah, education alone. Well, it's a vague term, but I mean, um, somebody well educated would do that. I, there's a problem with our education system if uh, you can get a university degree without having a a soupçon of critical thought skills or. Uh, <laughs> Well, again, I'm I'm not a parent. Skepticism. Yeah, I'm not a parent. My siblings are, and I have many friends who are. And when it comes to their kids, in, in you know, again, just sitting as an observer, I've seen parents go from rational, well, well mannered pragmatic thinking people to hysterical, almost drooling, hyperactive people who are willing to do anything and everything to protect their kids. I'm be, like, and again, we, we have to think about the culture, like the society in which they're, they live. You know, you said this is from India. Yeah. And so the, um, the mother and father, or I forget, one of them was uh, a professor in, uh, yeah. in, I forget what it was, chemistry? I think well, on top of everything else. And again, they were, uh, mother and father were both multiple uh, master and doctorate. Yeah. Between, each of them. So Yeah, but, but we've got legit PhD Christian astronomers over here. We've got Christian physicists. We've got Muslim doctors. We've got Muslim chemists. We've got We've probably got Hindu physicists out there somewhere. Oh, sure. You know, so I mean, the, the fact that you've got this degree that a person of a more skeptical mind, like like this panel here, would think, okay, so yeah, you've probably debunked all the, you know, Sky Daddy stuff. Uh, maybe. Maybe oh, not. I hope. Well, again, but if you're able to, if you're able to keep the science away from the religion... So that, you know, if you're promoting the science stuff in your professional work and actually doing things based on the science without, you know, Reese peanut butter cupping the whole thing. I can't believe I just did that. Um, you know, you, you got religion in my science. No, you got science in my religion. Yeah, th these are two, two tastes that do not taste great together. What was uh, the, 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 the brain surgeon who was running for politician? Uh, ben Otis. Oh, um, oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. The, the guy was an accomplished neurosurgeon, but apparently he had a he had a propensity of talking out of his ass. I know the guy you're talking about. Yeah, yeah well, he was a he was a wing nut. And I mean, oh, yeah, totally. And it seems that uh, well, not very good for his trade, but he, you know, couldn't put two neurons together. Which, <laughs> but he was well, like, but, uh, yeah. But but the thing is, too, Joseph, you think about it. You've got people who are book smart, you know, like, you know, p people who are maybe brilliant textbook neurosurgeons or textbook this or that and the other thing. I'd call those yeah. people technicians. But 
they also have the social skills and aptitude of a potato. Oh, y- you know what I mean? You know, it's like, yes, you're, you're a brilliant scientist, but you can't even talk to somebody face to face. I'm you, sorry. You know what I mean, I'm laughing because I'm thinking to myself, man, if Joey was here right now, he would be taking umbrage at that because the, the, the mighty potato, all the things you can do with it. You can drink it. You can power your engines with it. You, you know, all that. Anyway. Yeah. But, but anyways, my, my I think point we're is talking about two separate things though here. Well, no, I mean, I'm, I'm telling these people that they, I'm just describing that these people have absolutely no social aptitude whatsoever or couldn't string a, a coherent sentence together in public because MIT is full of them. Yeah. And so is most of the furry founder, but that's another story. That, um, that, <laughs> because critical thought seems to impede on social skills, strangely. I, I, I'd say there's a there's a bit of both. I mean, and but the I thing mean, about there's, well, there's there's something else you can you can go through university being a believer, and yeah. you know, end up a great technician. Okay, you've passed all the exams, you've learned all the motor techniques. Um, you know, you got your degree, but I mean, anything outside of the textbook or anything like that, uh, well, I, I I would tend to have doubts if somebody like that had to operate outside the box, for example, in an emergency situation. Yeah. Um, and the other thing about uh, you were talking about how critical, critical thought and um, social skills are kind of at odds with each other. And it makes me think uh, critical thought kind of makes you you have to pause a little bit to think about what's going on. Whereas a social setting is more of a shoot from the hip. Oh because, yeah, it's completely automatic. Well, well, yeah, because you, and it's expected. You know, Reactive. somebody takes yes, yeah, yeah, somebody takes too long to answer. You wonder, like, you know, are you all right? Well, I've you talked know. about this before, but like, um, for example, if you have somebody with a believer mentality, uh, who's um, in this context, we could say skilled socially. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they're expecting a sort of reaction. So, like you say, if you if you take a second and think about actually think about what they were saying, um, yeah, the the person across from you, uh, the believer, can take it in all sorts of ways. That yeah, even as a sign of disrespect. Yeah, but even in a neutral setting is also what I'm getting at. Is you know if a critical thing if you like so you're talking politics. I, I don't know why you'd want to, but. You know, but but if the person you're speaking to absorbs what you say and actually rolls it around in their head a bit before saying something, there are some people who would be concerned about that because, okay, you're supposed, well, to, you're supposed to believe, you're supposed to, <laughs> or or you're you're supposed to just react to what I say, yeah. You know, and if you disagree, well, we all know what happens then. Well, but, they, they, they might take it as a sign of disagreement. They could take it for anything. Yeah. And we, depending on because, who it is you're disagreeing with, that could lead to a whole other can of worms going on. Well, yeah, we, can't, yeah. we can't read minds, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, but but to, my, yeah, to my point, we've got these people who are sound like they're educated. They've got lots of letters after their names. Great. What kind of society are they, are they brought up in? Is it a very spiritual community in which they live? Um and now their kids are convinced they're going to die. They're probably freaking out and they hit that level of desperation. And the, <laughs> but I think who I put that idea into their heads. 
it sounds like their parents. Uh, okay, backtracking just a, just a little bit. By, by the way, uh, credit where credit is due. Stephanie did call it. By the way, Ben Carson was the name we were looking for. Ben Carson, thank, thank you. you. Right, right, um, right. The the articles that I was reading uh, didn't didn't specify who put the uh, the the fear idea into them. I don't know exactly why or how that came to be. Hence the reason why I'm saying that the the feel that I get off of it is a, a, a schizophrenia. And again, but, uh, it's it, it, I feel bad even saying that. Yeah. So like, do we, do we, so we don't really know the context that brought up this fear on the part of the kids that they were going to die. Right. Like it could, it could have been an actual mental breakdown. It could have been, it could have been, been a very, a charismatic religious leader. Exactly. There, um, there, there are too damn many uh, variables on this yeah. for me. And I think, I think it feels bad saying schizophrenia because I mean, not even psychology knows. Yeah. Agreed. But, the, but the point is, is that, there was there was a primal fear at work. Yeah, to do anything to protect the kids or do anything to get out of the situation. And if we go back to I think my second or third appearance on this show, a, a lot longer ago than I can think, um, you know, I said that there there are people who they hit that bottom, and and they look for anything, a spark, a light to get out of it. And, and this is why, you know, books like the secret or, or anything from, uh, the quantum guy. I honestly, I can't remember his name. Don't, off the top don't, of don't, don't even, don't even name him. It doesn't uh, matter. Leave, but you leave, know who I'm his, talking about. Yes. Yeah. But all of these spiritual cell health books or these holy or no, um, sacred water, Peter Popoff, sons of bitches. These are the these people prey EY on the people on the people who are desperate for that shaft of hope that's going to get them out of their situation. But I, again, I'd like to underline: I think only people with a believer mentality, or again, survived by imitation, would be party to that kind of thing. To, uh, to be open to that kind of uh, could you imagine any of us you know succumbing to the uh yes the propaganda uh, of peter popoff joseph really? i will tell you i will tell you right now if i woke up tomorrow and realized that i had stage four cancer somewhere in my body and somebody told me that for 29.99 i could go get healing crystals put on given my current situation and the fact that you know i am unemployed very close to broke uh I'm in a bad way. And if I could find out that 30 bucks might help me, I might be uh, desperate enough to, to, to take it. The thing I, is, you know, I don't believe we, that would ever happen. Uh, we say that now because we're not in that situation. I was. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, if you want to hear about my past few years. Well, okay. Uh, okay. So I can say like, I, I can't say because I've not been in that situation. But the thing is, I would assume that, you know, you're, well, Shu, I, I, I hate to open a wound, but go. your mind had to be running through a crap ton of things at that time. 
like fear, desperation. So I just have to wonder with these people, did something like, was that desire to see their kids well or something? Was it enough to override everything they had and just take it on faith or maybe, maybe if it was medical and it was terminal, well then you play every hail Mary in the book because you know, yeah. What if let me, let me give the backstory as to what, uh, what Dallin's talking about and where, where I'm going on this because, um, because this is, this is going to bring, uh, this is definitely going to bring Bridget on board for this part. While my wife was going through cancer treatments, so between 2002 and 2005, there were times that were incredibly, incredibly difficult. And there are few ways that anybody can really explain it. When you've got a newborn, a house being this house being built and cancer treatments and trying to juggle work and a newborn and all that stuff. Yeah. You can probably imagine it's a little bit on the stressful side. One of the things that had been suggested to my wife. And at this point, I don't even, I don't even remember who somebody had suggested pomegranate juice as a way of helping you know, uh, helping with the cancer. Now, in reminding you that cancer is not a one-off thing, it there's who only knows how many different strains and whatnot. And for her, it was literally one in a million for the cancer research hospital. But she told me about it, and I reminding you, yes, this is you know in in the middle of the whole damn thing. I didn't know, but it didn't sound like it, it didn't seem to make any kind of sense to me, but I was willing to go ahead and say, well, why don't you ask and find out? Now, fortunately, she's she's at this point at uh, talked about it many a time, you know, the Roswell Park Cancer Institute here in Buffalo, amazing, amazing groups of people and she asked one of her nurses and he's just like, no, that's no, no, that's, that's, that's not anything. That's just a way for people to sell juice. Okay. Now memory serves. This was also the same guy that said, look, if the THC pills, which by the way, you want to talk about horse pills? (laughs) You know, dude, like the, the first knuckle of my thumb horse pill he, mm-hmm. he was fucking big um he 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 did go ahead and say look if the, if the if the thc pills aren't doing it for you you know i can get you some of the real stuff to kind of help you out if you need i don't know who that nurse was but i will say over and over again that is a nurse who believes far and away more in the hippocratic oath than legality and sometimes that's a good thing. So the reason why I wanted to uh, make sure that um, uh, Bridget came in at this point is I have to imagine that in the medical areas that you've seen, 
you had to have seen some absolute bogus bullshit that people have tried to peddle to say, this is going to help you boost your metabolism, help you cleanse out your liver, uh, keep you from getting, uh, uh, I don't know, athletes crow's feet on, on your earwax or whatever the hell. You've, you've had to have seen some of this bullshit. Yeah, I mean, we still have some patients come in from time to time that, you know, you suggest that they need a course of chemotherapy or radiation or something like that. And what's really weird is, you know, radiation they seem to be okay with, even though it's painful and things like that. But when you start talking chemotherapy, then a lot of them... Well, I'm not going to say a lot, but, you know, some of the patients are reluctant to do that and they're, you know, want to explore, you know, homeopathy or, you know, take some herbal things to cure their prostate cancer, what have you. And those people generally don't live very long. There's another word I want to throw in there for you also to go along with that one, because it also drives me up a wall. Never mind the H word of homeopathy but the uh-huh. other h word holistic mm-hmm. yeah that too but <sighs> it's just funny that people will come in and say well i heard that you know saw taking some capsules of saw palmetto will help with this so i think i'm gonna try that and yeah, you know takes you know, more vitamin c and just all kinds of things like that and yeah. you know sometimes when the when they're cancer will progress a little further then they start getting desperate maybe at that point they'll look at you know revisiting their decision on chemotherapy but usually by that time if they're restaged it's worse yeah you, you know probably you described almost exactly what steve jobs went through he was yeah uh, he he tried to get over his liver cancer through um ugh, uh, i forget what he used uh, but it was, uh, diet or and followed you know, by yogi meditation. Didn't uh, Jim Henson do something kind of wackadoodle too when uh, when he was going down? I'll have to look that up. I don't mm-hmm. recall. I don't think so. By the way. So, uh, so to your credit for what you were saying before, I mean, I'm saying that people who think critically are prone to that kind of thing, but. Well, we I think part of it is is being in denial and desperation too. Is you know, especially it's a, it's a cocktail of things. Well, if you've been handled handled—that's not the right word. If you've been handed a, a diagnosis that is scary or terminal, or will probably be terminal, people have a tendency to look for some other explanation or something else that will help them. That's not. You know, backed up by science or anything like that. You know, yeah, uh, because if science doesn't have the answers, if science doesn't have the answers, but there's one thing to look at science first and then give up, and or and it's quite a, something else altogether to not look at science at all and go, you know, make a beeline for the the quack remedy or whatever, mm-hmm. whoever enough. is telling you. Finally, getting the chance to uh, join us. By the way, Unreno Tech. Good to see you, man. Hi guys, sorry to be late. No worries. You know, you, you guys talking about 
trying to fight off cancer for things and such reminds me of a Maryland performer, uh, Johnny Fox. Now, anybody who's been to the Maryland Renaissance Festival before, say, the year 2015, they knew who Johnny Fox is. Um, he was a sword swallower. He did the whole Water from India bit. Um, he was an absolute top-notch performer. Um, he died at the end of 2017. Um, and the year before that, and he died, he died of cancer. Uh, liver cancer. Um, the year before that was a performance that I was uh, privy to, and um, he. I actually got to meet the guy and talk to him. Um, it was really hard in 2018 when I found out he died. Um, and I was talking to one of the other performers, and they had some more intimate knowledge because if you read about. Um, Johnny Fox, they say that, you know, he was, uh, he fought the, the, the liver cancer with, uh, diet alternative medicine and his optimistic attitude. But if I talked to some of the performers who intimately know him, they and when we were talking, he's like, yeah, the guy really went on for a long time. He went through every medically sound treatment and even some experimental ones you could find to beat the cancer and when none of those worked he went on a highly restrictive diet high calorie count things that would not put any kind of toll on his liver or other organs things like that he sought out alternative stuff but uh the smile on his face is what kept them going to the bitter end and um you know when somebody has gone through every medically known available treatment i don't fault them for sinking out alternative style of treatments i really don't because you know the way we see life is you got one shot that's it nobody wants to go home at the end of the day and by the end of the day i mean death um but he went through first the science he went through first the medicine and when that failed then he sought the alternatives. At that point, I don't blame him. No, and truth be told, I don't think I don't think anybody can. Although I, I think that I would much rather, um, I would much rather that people looked at it not as alternative um, treatment, so much as trying to maximize your wellness for the time you have left. If it was couched that way, if it was intentionally, I don't, I don't want to use the term peddled. If it was marketed again, it's a bad word because it's got, it's got baggage to it, but I'm hoping you get the idea of where I'm going with this. If it was a matter of, look, you've gone through everything. Let us help you make the best of the time that you've got. I would be on board with that. No problem. I think you would, but a lot of people wouldn't because because that, because you're, well, you're 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 basically giving up. Yeah. So I, I think the term alternative medicine it, it is definitely a uh, it's a marketing gig. Yeah. Because, it is. It shouldn't be allowed to happen. Because well, if it's medicine, it's medicine. If yeah. it's not medicine, it's not medicine. It's not well, alternative. It's n medicine. It's just not medicine. Okay, let me, uh, let me let me cast a line here and see if I can tie. Let's see if I can anchor this whole thing. This is going to be good. You get, 
Well, have you guys ever heard of, uh, I want to make sure I got this right, but it's, I believe it's called disruptive technology. Like phasers? No. Oh, wait. Transport. No, phasers, phase, disruptors, disrupt. <sighs> Sorry, my it, inner nerd. Yeah, th this is explaining this is yourself. What I, this is what I get for talking to nerds. Um, now, honestly, to be fair, I did only find this, find out about this phrase today. Hey, we're not on the show. I don't have to tip Jack. Son of a bitch. You said After the thing. We didn't all go, said to be fair. He yeah. said the thing. He said the thing. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Hey, look, nine seasons of Letter Kenny. I'm Ow. good. I haven't watched enough. it yet. Yeah, and the ninth season, god damn it, they cliffhangered me again. <laughs> Sucker. You know what? As soon as well, you watch, as soon as you watch Best of Both Worlds Part One, and finally go, wait, you had to go through an entire summer not knowing what the hell was going to happen. You know what? Screw you, man. Yeah. Screw you. <laughs> anyway. I, I was going to watch Letter Kenny, but then I saw they uh, Hulu had Assassination Classroom seasons one and two, so I started watching that. Yeah, no, no tech. Trust me, and uh, actually, you'll, you'll love it. The, when Hulu took over from Crave for uh, for Letter Kenny, mm -hmm. I, I loved it. Uh, I can't remember what season it is, but the, the opening episode previously on Letter Caddy, and it's a 10 minute montage of every fart that took place in the previous season. <laughs> Freaking gold, man. <laughs> uh, anyway. Okay, um, then. Okay, so, so disruptive technology. This is these people that they're, they're, marketing, they're marketing it as. This is going to, th these are the game changers. This is going to break the mold of convention. This is, allow me to go, Fontas, the Water Seeker, the Hyperloop, Theranos, um, the Reverse Microwave, the Space Vacuum Clothes Dryer. The secret um, that they don't want you to know that's going to absolutely take all the money away from them and give it to us. But we don't say yeah. that part out loud. And then you get a guy like uh, Thunderfoot who looks at that and goes, let me <laughs> slap some science on your ass. And basically he says, yeah, that breaks thermodynamics. That breaks physics. That breaks... Uh, more physics that breaks chemistry that is physically impossible and that's the one that's a uh, theranos uh for those of you that don't know theranos was a multi-billion dollar company that marketed itself as a dream and it went from i think it was four billion to zero originally theranos was going to be um you wear a patch you know, like a, like a nicotine patch or uh, a diet patch. Oh, God, those are fun. First time I actually had something that I would put, it was like a bandit. You put it on your side. I could actually taste the stuff in my mouth after a, after an hour. Um, but the idea was that it would constantly, this patch would constantly monitor your, um, your blood or your body and would administer medication or antibiotics into your system automatically. Well, when they realized that that was even too Star Trek for Star Trek, they decided to switch gears where they would now have a machine. Now, conceptually, I like the idea. A drop of blood or a very small amount of blood compared to what you get with a blood test. And with that drop of blood, they could run over 200 tests with it. 
and then send that information off to a doctor or a lab. So, basically so that you don't have to go to the lab, stand in line and get like, you know, 10 pints of blood taken out of you. And as someone who had to do that three times a week for two months, I can see the appeal. Unfortunately, there's a reason they take out as much blood as they do because they need that much to run the battery of tests that that they need to. There are things that they do to that blood, like shine a light, aerate, inject other things. I don't know if they do dye testing, but you know what I mean? And the, the whole thing just, it came crashing down. A $4 billion company turned into nothing. My point is, is that alternative medicine and disruptive technology, it sounds hip. It sounds edgy. It's stick it to the man. It's what you said, the secret that they don't want you to know. You know, I almost fell for one of those sons of bitches years ago. Then I went, went up looking on who the person was and it's like, Ooh, snake oil. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're going to be coming back over to Bridget, but be, be, mm -hmm. just before we do really quickly, because of what uh, Dallin just said, I want folks to remember this very important piece. If you were conned by a con man, that is not on you. A professional con artist is a professional con artist for a reason. You don't get pissed off at a sleight of hand magician or illusionist when they fool you when you know that you've gone to see a sleight of hand illusionist perform. You don't get pissed off when you go to see Penn and Teller because you can't figure out what in the hell they did with the phone that was running. Suddenly it's inside of somebody's fish. Oh, yeah, that was no. one of the things. Yeah, but at the same time, Penn and Teller aren't exactly telling you that they can cure cancer with the magic trick. That's true. And they actually do tell you at the beginning of their shows, we are here to fool you. We are going to lie to you. That's what you paid us to do. So we're honest liars. Kind of like somebody else that we know. Mm. Bridget, all yours. Yeah, I was just going to come back to the whole cure for cancer thing. Um, as of today, and this is January 31st, 2021. You know, the day just changed because it's past midnight. Um, there is no cure for cancer. We do have a couple of vaccines now that can help prevent certain types of cancer if it's certain viruses, but there is no legitimate practitioner, and this is where I'm going to say legitimate, like a medically certified doctor who, you know, is practicing ethically, will ever, ever, ever tell anyone that their cancer has been cured. Because as of right now, there is zero cures. The most that they can ever tell you if they're a legitimate doctor is that your cancer is in remission. There's a YouTube channel uh, creator called, um, it's Chubby Emu, and he has a follow-up channel called Heme Review. And the guy who does the show, uh, he's an actual doctor. Um, I forget of what. I believe it's, uh, oh, God, I forget. Uh, but he, he studies uh, about the stuff, how it affects the body and things like that. Um 
yeah, I know. That's a, a general just anyway. We'll put a link in the channel. <clears throat> Eventually. So when he was talking about the hydrochloroquine uh, a case of a husband and wife who had gone to the hospital because he talks about the cases and how they, you know, what's happening, what's going on in them. Oh, was that the, um, was that the couple that swallowed the stuff that was otherwise for like, for uh, the koi pond? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. The husband died. The wife survived. Um, I speculate it was probably because she ended up vomiting out some of the contents of her stomach, whereas he never did. Mm. Um, but the point I digress is that one of the things he points out, is that if you hear anybody mention any kind of medicine as a cure, especially a doctor, to be wary. Those are not his exact words, but um, basically, at that point, it's time to start really asking some serious questions when you hear somebody touting something as a quote-unquote cure. Because it's not used commonly in the medical field. Actually, there, by, by a physician, it would never be used. Not right, if you're a the, legitimate physician, ever. Yeah, the, yeah, they say words like recovery, full recovery, a recovery, um, <laughs> recovered. You know, they use recovery a lot. <laughs> that term is usually uh, specifically used in, in legitimate medicine for coping after something happens. The closest thing that people could say where cancer is cured, yes, I'm using the scare quotes here for a second, mm -hmm. the closest anyone could use that expression for would be if you were to excise a cancerous lesion. That is the closest you could come to saying it. And even that doesn't qualify. Why? Because there's no way of knowing if there are little cells that are floating around in your body where it's going to metastasize yet again. And by the way, may I be the first one on this panel to say whoever it is that came up with the word metastasize fuck you fuck that you. is so it's hard to difficult and hard to say fuck you when you're in the middle of trying to deal with all of these other things and you're trying to like remember all of the different things and how many milligrams per kilogram per person and how much are you losing in weight because you can't process anything and oh my god how much water are you actually leaking out because you can't keep your bowels together and you got to try to pronounce metastasize uh, fuck you i i feel that Although, um, although there is one term that I learned how to say because it was really, really great. Anti-angiogenesis. Mm -hmm. The drug that my wife was put on, experimental in this case, was a new classification. Anti-angiogenesis. It was a drug whose... Avastin was the name of the drug. Yep. It was, it was, it, she was, she was fortunately able to be pulled into trial because her doctor was part of the trial and asked to see about doing this. The job of it was to prevent cancer cells from growing new tubules so that it can't get the bloodstream to itself. So it shrivels up 
and dies on its own because it starves to death. So, I have a hard time with the word metastasize, but you throw at me anti-angiogenesis, and I had to I had to roll it around in my head like five different times. I can I can whip that one off, no problem now. I'm sorry, that was that was a completely sideways thing right there. One. <laughs> Not really. I'm uh, I'm waiting for CRISPR technology. Well, and that actually that brings something else to mind. And again, I'm I'm seriously out of my depth here because uh, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a chemist or anything. I'm but, not a gynecologist, but I can have a look. <clears throat> <laughs> sorry, I'm I'm not going anywhere near that one. <laughs> okay, sorry. I I could I could get into I I could get into far too much trouble with that one. Okay. Um, although actually, uh, Thunderfoot had a great uh, T-shirt. I don't know if you can get it anymore, but is the universe is composed of protons, electrons, neutrons, muons, and morons. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, he's got like two versions of it. I, I loved it. Um, Thanks for the save. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, um, By the way, um, with uh, Dr. Bernard Sow, uh, Sue, H-S-U, who's the one who runs the Chubby Emu channel, Mm-hmm. Um, he's was uh, trained, licensed, and practices here in the United States. Uh, his specialties are pain medication, acupuncture, anesthesiology, physical medication and rehabilitation, spinal cord injury medicine, and sports medication. Yeah, and like, he, 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 yeah, he the Roswell Park Cancer Institute, Harvard University, University Hospital, Brooklyn Downstate. Staten Island University Hospital, SUNY Downstate Medical Center, New York University. He's educated. This is not some guy who did his study at Google University. So he knows how things should bend, how things aren't supposed to bend, and makes them bend properly. Uh, Just a lot of the physio and sports therapy is just like, yeah... This guy kind of knows how to put a body back together and make it work properly. Yeah, but the he fact also that knows what happens when parts of it shut down. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, but the fact that he's also got the 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 the, the needle thing in 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 the body. Th- I'm I'm guessing he probably learned acupuncture? that acupuncture. Yeah, I'm I'm guessing he probably learned that when he was at Staten Island because all the fumes coming off of Jersey probably screwed him up at that point. A little bit. <laughs> all right. So I know act- acupuncture is controversial. I'm originally from Brooklyn. I can get away with making a New Jersey joke. Leave <laughs> me alone. But um, I'm teasing. What I what I do have to say is that I have seen one technique that I find to be with acupuncture to be find very interesting, where uh, somebody who's had muscle uh, spasms or muscles that have tightened up into knots, and standard massage therapy not causing that muscle to unknot, I have seen a technique of acupuncture into that muscle group, it's combined with uh, a direct area heat stimulation combined with it to force the muscle to relax i don't understand it fully i know that the heat alone won't do it and the acupuncture alone won't do it but the combination of the two seem to have a very high effective rate Mm. um and i don't know what it is and i'm gonna say as somebody who was in such pain and having to wait for a back you know someone to come in and do something with my back where i was desperate enough to try that Fucked me up so bad, I had to go to the ER and get pain pills because I could not move. I I tend to um, 
And, and I was I hoping sure that it would break loose the knot so I could get some relief until I could get in and get some Botox and get some lidocaine injected. But it fucked me up bad. That's that's what I what I was thinking about acupuncture because I'm um um even the medical uh field takes into account the placebo effect. Mm. But there's also mm-hmm. an adverse placebo effect that it could be. But basically, it's the um, the the fact that you're taking treatment, you know, could do something to your actual state, and it's actually the brain working on its own. But like, for example, um, from time to time, I have lower back problems, and it's basically, you know, I just make just coming out of the shower one day, I uh, just like lean forward, lean back, really suddenly, and mm-hmm. like my back just locked up and it's basically it's my brain trying to compensate for the pain it feels thus making more pain thus trying to compensate making more pain etc <laughs> and it just to break out of that cycle um yeah when it stops it it's always in my sleep it's, yeah. it's never you know so if i can just take some sort of um basically if i could stimulate my brain in a way that would just uh, break it out of that cycle that'd be great and i think acupuncture i think just taking a treatment i think has a lot to do with that like i'm i'm a suggestion and and i see i i I admit that my observation of this technique is biased we have a uh practitioner down here a person who is in my that works in my area who is licensed uh, massa- uh, physical therapy levels of massage, uh, um, pain, things like that, as well as acupuncturist and direct heat stimulation and things like that. And the people that go there have all given, you know, huge thumbs up and that regular medicines, they got, you know, they were having to take constant medications until they went there. Then yeah. the, the amount of times they had to go petered out over time. So again, it might just be that the person down here really knows how to do it proper, knows how to make the evaluation, knows when it's necessary, knows how to apply it in such a way as to not harm anyone. And the one that you went to was a jackass. <laughs> well, I mean, the one that I went to came highly recommended and all that. And I've had trigger point yeah. injections before. But they only lasted three or four days because the lidocaine will wear off and then I'll be in pain again. So I didn't go into this expecting a negative experience and was willing to give it a shot. Um, you know, so I didn't go in with any like, oh, well, this is just quackery or anything like that. You know, I said, well, I've had trigger point before and it did help for a few days. So let's see if this will help. Gotcha. And, uh, you know, she did the electrical currents on it after she'd placed all the needles and all that other stuff. And within hours, yeah. I was in so much worse pain and so much worse spasm. I had to go to the ER. Wait, does traditional uh, traditional acupuncture doesn't have the electrical stimulus? Wow. Yeah, no, the one down here doesn't do any kind of electrical stimulus. Yeah, and that's actually the, the, in, infrared heat and acupuncture only. Yeah, yeah the, the the electrical stimulus that that can really fuck you up. Yeah, that it, you're getting into Doctor Ho territory there. Yeah, yeah, no, the one down here is just infrared thera- infrared heat therapy with uh, combined with acupuncture, nothing else. Yeah, I and wouldn't I've, even call uh, that acupuncture anymore. Yeah, uh, no. Uh, th- there's a a device out there. It's uh, it's marketed as Doctor Ho's 
electoral whatever. Uh, the one for the face? Oh, it's it's for more than that. My uh, my ex father in law had that had that package, and I wanted to. He says, "Oh, you you got to try this." Um, and I, I don't. I had a pain in my neck, and he says, "Yeah, okay, here." You know, he whips up a couple of electrodes to my neck, and he yeah. gets this. He gets thing there, and he turns out. I'm like, "Okay, what am I gonna?" Do? Yeah, I mean, you're talking like a, a TANS unit, which is you know common. Yeah, I, I thought people only use that in the bedroom. What a TANS oh. unit? No. Yeah, to, to this date, I have never lost control of a muscle or had a subjection to the control of somebody else like that. Okay. I had that, I had a kid the in elementary school. There was a kid I went to elementary school with when we were in junior high, our, our junior high years. And I complete trust of this guy because his dad was an electrician, so he would teach us all this stuff about electricity. He brought in this brick that he had run very thick copper cabling into. And then he attached the nine volt battery to it. And he touched the two curved contacts. Cause he didn't want any sharp pointy to your arm. And he turned it on real quick just by touching the contacts and your arm would flop around like a fish. Eventually yeah. after second period, the teachers confiscated it. And yeah. it, should, it should be common knowledge that, uh, you know, we function on electricity. But no, um, it was getting, a fun experiment. I mean, yeah, but, but getting back to this, but getting back to this whole thing, like my my biggest concern is, okay, so we, we know what the story, what the articles have said, but I get the feeling that there's a lot more that, oh God, you'd almost need an investigative journalist to really look around and say, okay, like what kind of society they live in, who fed them this line of crap? Are they was that person a and I said it. I said it at the start of the show. A charismatic leader, which goes into something else. I was. Uh, <laughs> I've been uh, watching a lot of YouTube videos from a guy. Uh, he calls himself Ideas of Ice and Fire. He's a, a Dune enthusiast. Hmm. Yeah, his channel's called Quinn's Ideas, and he like he tears apart uh, the Dune series quite a bit. And of course, he's all over the moon of the fact that the new one's coming. <laughs> but he he oh, did, wow. but he drops a lot of quotes from Frank Herbert, the guy who created the Dune series. And one of the ones was, uh, I'm paraphrasing the hell out of this. So Quinn, if you ever hear this, like 23, 25, I apologize. Charismatic leaders should come with a warning label. <laughs> they're hazardous yeah. to your health. Um. And he also he, he also had two uh, quotes, which I think today would be hot takes. Uh, he was very wary of John F. Kennedy because he was so charismatic and people would just fall all over themselves to obey. You know, yes, Mr. Kennedy, whatever you say, Mr. Kennedy. And one president he actually liked, Richard Nixon. No, because Nixon taught taught people to mistrust the government he was one of the wow. most cautionary tales that's out there unfortunately people are very short-sighted and any chance they can to deify uh somebody or to uh slough all their survival needs onto that leader uh, to kind of borrow from you, Joseph, um, you know, people will do that. 
you've got the, you've got the, the person that says, you know, believe in me and I will, I will take care of it all for you. Well, yeah, everybody's going to do that because then they don't have to take care of it for themselves. Just a so, general, a general hmm? question to the panel, but do you consider yourself prone to charisma? Are you open? Like if you have a charismatic person near you, um, do you react to that? It depends. Mm -hmm. for, for me, it depends on what the person is being charismatic about. I have, I have spoken face to face with one of those fire and brimstone, hail Jesus, praise the Lord kind of preachers to the point where he actually asked me how I was doing. And I said, no, I'm doing pretty good. You know, life's doing pretty good. It's all praise God. I'm like, oh boy, that person. No, uh, someone who tried to get me into the Primerica pyramid insurance scheme. Yeah. It worked for about five minutes. Then I realized that this person was taking me for a ride. So it's situation to situation. I okay. learned hard lessons personally. Uh, there is a company called vector marketing and anybody who knows that name knows what I'm about to say next. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. Pyramid is uh multi-level marketing. Yeah. Multi -level. I never thought I would fall sell knives me. and shit door to door. It was knives. Yes. Cutco yeah. knives. Well, and what sold me wasn't the person, believe it or not. It wasn't the person who sold me into selling Cutco. It was the product because I understood the metallurgy of the knives. I understood the concept of the riveting system. I understood the materials of the handle and the, and the analysis of the hands and things like that. And I actually tried the product and I liked it. So I decided to sell it. The product convinced me. I have a question. Mm -hmm. Is nobody going to make any kind of, mention how silly a name Cutco is for a set of knives? I mean... You know, I I, I put Cutco up against Ginsu. Hey, they're better than Ginsu. And oh, they I are. They, they are a far superior product. I will say this. I have a full set of Cutco knives in my kitchen, but I also have some uh, high-carbon steel blades... I have a couple things from Henkel's. I have a blade from Japan that is probably the most expensive knife in my kitchen. And I have fun with that one. Um, is it but, expensive because you bought it there? In the US? No, no, no. It's expensive because of um, how it's made and everything else. And uh, yeah. it's also probably the price is also tacked up even higher. Uh, than it would be in Japan because it was imported into the U.S. Yeah, That's my ex what I was asking because my I mean, like a basic kitchen knife in Japan uh, far exceeds anything you can find. Deep. Yeah, my yes. my ex girlfriend was a culinary student, and see and that's you, why I have them. I used to study culinary arts. Yeah, but you mentioned those Japanese cut knives. I mean, I I remember <laughs> looking. Well, no, I was gonna I was gonna buy her like a, a butcher block with all the Japanese knives in, like from Amazon, as a graduation present. Shit, you could buy her one as a graduation present. She'd be happy. Yeah, I couldn't even afford that. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason why I only have one. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, but, but, the point, but the point is, is that I actually have these knives and they work as well as advertised. It was the marketing system that I had a problem with. 
all in all, I think I made profit-wise, after what I used up in gas and everything else, I think I made at most about $120, $130 of profit. But I know I made the people I was working under more profit than I made for myself. And I but think I also was your salary. Do, I also randomly go to strangers' doors. I did what they marketed me to do, which was only to contact people I knew and then ask them for recommendations of people that they knew to reach out to who would be interested. And that was it. I never went beyond that. I didn't go door to door. The people that were in my team that made a lot of money, the ones who actually made profit, they went door to door. They had no scruples about that. I did because there was a contract in front of me and I agreed to the contract. Okay. I'm a, I actually cracked open uh, the, one of the reports that uh, you put in the show notes shoe. Uh, I just, I wanted to see if there was more uh, going on about what happened. Yeah. The, did, the, the ones did that I got some, there. Yeah. I mean, I, I, how many did you go through? Just one of them? Uh, well, I just opened them up, and okay. I was just looking at the. Uh, I was looking at the third one, where the uh, uh, from the, the, about time... the Android girls thing. No, no, no. Oh, okay, I'm looking at the 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 Times of India article, and uh, yeah, it's, so, it's it's weird trying to piece these together from the way that they're yeah. all written, isn't it? Well, but it's not, that's because of the journalism. Because yeah, but, but but here's the thing, so. Uh, statements told the police that their younger daughter, Sai Divya, who was 22, uh, went out with a stroll with her pet dog and stepped on something accidentally and fell sick about a week ago. Since then, Divya developed a phobia that she would die. Um, and then Divya's phobia drove her towards making suicidal attempts. So now it, it's not just the fact that one of them was scared they were going to die. They were actually trying to kill themselves. Yeah. Um, and then uh, approached. Oh, I love this. Sounds like uh, the happening. Yeah, uh, approached a local sorcerer through one of his colleagues, uh, this GP Raju. I don't know what that is. Uh, the sorcerer who performed some pujas at the resident tied ambulance to the fam ambulet amulets, not ambulance uh, to the family members, and left on the twenty third of the month. Uh, so the phobia continued. The elder daughter uh, appeared to be supporting her suicidal thoughts the very next day. Um, let's see. Read yeah. the article and get back to us. Oh, my God. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> so one of the, uh, one reading of the an article live is kind of, uh, you know. Well, one, of, oh one of the pieces about the article oh is God. also that the... Um, the phobia ended up extending into the other sister from what I was able to gather from reading through the stuff. Like I said, three different articles from three different writers from three different groups. And I'm, I mean, nominally speaking, you'd expect that you'd be able to kind of, you know, put pieces together, at least get the right overall look. Some of this stuff, uh, it, it it's not puzzle pieces exactly. It kind of like tile overlaps pieces that kind of I don't know where they all fit but it what what drives me absolutely batty about this 
like I said, the, the whole reason why it it it's it it held on to me is that as a parent, I know, yeah, you want to do anything and everything that you can for your kids, but as a well-educated person who understands how living tissue and chemistry works in philosophy, I absolutely cannot, I okay. cannot fathom. Here's how, my... And yeah, now I have a philosopher song going through my head. Thank you, Monty Python. But but no, here, here's the thing. So again, I'm looking at the Times of India article, uh, which for anybody that's looking at the show notes, I believe it was the third link that uh, Shujin put. On the 24th, uh, Sai, the, the one who stepped on the thing and got sick, she suddenly started crying out once again that she would die. And the other family members beat her up with bean leaves at first at the second floor of the house. Bean leaves? I, uh, Not sure. I don't beat know. her up with leaves? Yeah. So I'm, I don't know, it, it might be a thing. I, religious. But it, oh, it, it, it definitely I was. I don't think I don't think beat is a unless it was a king, but anyways. Uh, yeah, but but after her strange acts intensified, the doctor and his wife uh, hit the girl's head with a dumbbell and inflicted cut wounds on her body, uh, killing her. Uh, moments later, Acute the elders no inflicted cut wounds. I cut wounds. Yeah, it, tur- it turns out the two things that actually ended up killing this, uh, killing these girls, were dumbbells and a trident. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Um, dumbbells and a trident. Yeah. yeah. Then moments later, the elder daughter Akela too behaved in the same manner as her younger sister. Twenty-seven-year-old uh, Akela said she too wanted to die, undressed herself, and went to the puja room on the first floor of the house and covered herself with a sari. Uh, both parents. Uh, then hit the girl with the dumbbell on her head and killed her on the spot around 5 p.m. So it, it sounds to me that, and, and okay, so this is the big thing. It started with the one who stepped on something and got sick. My question there is, what was she sick of? What Was there any kind of medical or, or effort from a... Uh, was it kind of, of an effort from a medical standpoint to try and diagnose just what the hell happened to her? Or was the place they were in, you know, again, was this a predominantly spiritual community? Did they not believe in medicine? Now, of course, these people got PhDs and mathematics and all that stuff. Yeah. But I also know, yeah, but look, I also know a lot of PhD people who still believe in holistic medicine. Yeah, there's another point also that uh, Stephanie pointed out that, you know, the the meta of it all, I, I completely, completely missed. And absolutely right, that a good portion of the story is according to what the parents had said. And yeah, it's still kind of being checked out because there's uh, some, some of the writing also said that they're trying to... Um, corroborate off of um, closed circuit television recordings from uh, around the area, but I mean I don't know, man Yeah, and, and the thing she and the thing the girl stepped on, was yeah. it like, did it did it injure her or was it, you know 
was this step on a crack break your mother's back to an extreme? No, it just, but well, okay, you know, if it was a rusty nail, then you could tie it to the fact that, hey, she got some kind of a blood infection. No, that's, yeah. that's, yeah, that's a real thing. Yeah, that's true. Um, there are conditions that you can get from uh, cats. Tetanus. Tetanus. Um, uh, there, there's a whole, whole, I mean, for all we, we don't, we oh. don't know. I don't think we know enough. I mean, yeah, definitely to, to if, if we want to pass judgment. Yeah. Parents killing their kids bad. I think that's, that's I think that's it, been proven. Yeah. Yeah. I think that um, article does more harm than it does good because I mean, from a journalistic point of a sensationalist journalistic point of view. Yeah. There's the content of a the story there. But, it, uh, Joseph, you know what they call sensationalist journalism these days? Uh, journalism. Yeah, I know, I know. You know, everybody just wants to, they want a journalism. They're journalisming all over the place. Yeah, the sensational journalism is called journalism, and the journalism is called fake news. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. This is how you can tell a QAnon apart from everybody else. What's that? Fake news. Oh, yeah, you're psycho. Okay, great. Investigative journalism is called Don't Rock the Boat. Hey, hey. Hey, talking don't about rock boat, rock talking about in those in those uh, in those terms, as somebody who recently was ripping Men in Black and realizing that their investigative journalism was, you know, the Globe, National Enquirer, you know, it's funny to suddenly have that come back. It's around. also a fictional movie. Yeah, details, details. Do we think, and the Bible says. Uh, I would put more truck in Men in Black movie than the Bible because at least the Men in Black movie was recorded live. Oh yeah, that's, we have evidence of Men in Black. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> First well <laughs> we we can be sh- we we know that the que- the the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel does exist. So <laughs> at least that part. And I had my uh, I had my high school uh, prom at uh, Tower on the on, on the on the park with the had the big fight Please. at the end of the. Never mind. We're, Do they we're not, spin? Does it actually spin? No. Mm. Smith Shame. is an actual person. Will yeah. Smith really does exist? Yeah. Okay. He does. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So oh. is Tommy Lee Jones? Yeah. Allegedly, <laughs> uh, we we can go test them to see if they're biologically alive and exist within the frames of our reality. Um, and not- <laughs> well, assuming that their bodyguards and security will let you get close enough, yeah, we can. Uh, and more importantly, <laughs> they actually leave evidence behind that can be tested in uh, empirically. But is their testimony is it credible? Well, we didn't say that. Right. Okay. I'm sorry. Now all now all I've got in my head is welcome to Earth. <laughs> welcome to our new religion. Yeah, Will Smith has the toughest time with aliens, according to all these mov- all these uh, documentary movies. That's probably why he eventually became a hitman. <laughs> and yeah, there's it's such a an effective bad one. They had to clone him. Uh, or maybe he started working for ICE. Uh, yeah, I, I was I was going for um, Deadshot. 
Oh, I was thinking of um, yeah, yeah, you're wrong. Gemini, the movie. Okay, didn't had Will Smith. They I, cloned him. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay. So, I, you know, I can't. How much time we got? We got about twenty minutes. All right. Um, I can't help but see this, uh, the, see this news article, and be reminded. Uh, oh shit! What the hell was her name? Um, uh, woman of uh, uh, Texas. Seven kids drowned. Six out of seven. Uh, who the hell was that? She did it to all of her kids because she th- thought that society was just going to make them bad people. So she wanted to kill them while they were still innocent and they'd go to heaven. Oh, Andrea Yates. There you go. <clears throat> so I, you know, as much as we want to go ahead and, and say, maybe it was the area that they lived in. You know what? That's that's not exactly a, a factor because we got that that kind of crazy and in some cases maybe worse right here and in, in you know well now I was gonna go on the know. I was gonna go on to the 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 P that that rhymes with pool or people know where yeah. I'm going on that one no uh, but according to like the the link I just popped up was from Wikipedia. Uh, she had been suffering uh, for some time from very severe postpartum depression, yeah. postpartum psychosis, and schizophrenia. Yeah. So, underlying with, conditions, absolutely. Yeah, so, so, in Andrea's case, like we actually knew that uh, th- there was a there was a couple of three slipped gears up there. Yeah. What we what we don't know in the India case is what the well, hell? honestly, we don't know a lot. And I wish I, I would really like if it was possible that we could, that there was going to be a follow-up on the story that that we could see what is the investigation? Like, okay, what did, what, what did they, uh, what did she step on? Oh, wow. Um, Why, why the sorcerer thing? So again, that, that says like, yeah, okay. You could be a PhD. You could still be religious as hell. And still believe in, you know, sort of the mysticism of things. I mean, again, you know, some people can actually separate, you know, a scientific career or a career bound bound in secularism, speculation, and skepticism from the mystical stuff. There are people that do that. My, my parents did that their entire life. You know, I'm pretty sure the rest of my family does it, although... I don't think anyone in my family still goes to church, but you know, point being is that, you know, I mean, hell, you could be a, you could be a Harvard graduate, you know, computer science, MIT, whatever. You'd still be a creationist for crying out loud. Yeah, well, let's, let's remind folks that there are also those people that do that with, um, uh, less than honest intentions too, but that's neither here nor yeah, there. But, uh, but, but just my point is, is that, uh, 
I, I don't get the feeling that this family got their PhD out of a Cracker Jack box. No, absolutely not. Especially considering and, that uh, uh, the the teaching role yeah. that at least one of them had. And I think there was just there was a lot of fear, there was a lot of distress, and there was a lot of oh my god, my kid has gone nuts. I don't want to lose them, but I don't know what else to do. And if they didn't have if they didn't have access to like you know medical or psychoanalytical resources in the area, which is possible. Which is possible. Yeah. They might not know what to do. Like, no, you're, 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 you're quite right. But this piece that you said, that's uh, interesting. Um, Bridget, if they want, if, if the government wanted to do an autopsy on, on the, uh, was it was it the Dallin remind me, was it the eldest or the younger? The elder or the younger that uh stepped on and might have had yeah, the it was the younger. It was the younger, sorry. Um having blunt force trauma to kill someone isn't gonna change oh, generally speaking, their overall blood makeup. So if they did uh screening huh. on blood, you you'd be able to find if there was some kind of weird infection or virus mm-hmm. load or something like that yeah yeah or at least you know uh toxicology studies i mean anything like that yeah i mean that's a routine part of autopsies and i don't know about their country but you know in the u.s here anyone who's murdered or dies you know before what we would consider old age our autopsy. I mean, that's just the way that we do things here in this country. And sometimes it takes weeks to get all the results back, but I mean, I would think that they could check for anything and everything. Which yeah. makes sense. But, but then the other question comes up and I mean, you think of, uh, <laughs> I think of the Ferengi in Star Trek next generation where Beverly did the autopsy against the will of that one family. Yeah. So the other question is like, could there be possibly a religious barrier to the two people like to, to Emmys actually being able to examine this body and see if there was some kind of toxin injected or again, it just comes down to what did she step on? Like that to me, that's the trigger point of this whole thing. What did she step on? What was the, the first domino? Of yeah, what, what what was the first domino? And was it was it physical or was it superstitious? If it was superstitious, then okay, we've got we've got a serious education problem. If it was physical and nobody was able to do anything about it, then you've got the the problems run far 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 deeper. Yeah, Stephanie's also pointing out. Uh, in the UK, any sudden death requires an autopsy. In fact, any death that was not predicted by a medic is subject to an autopsy. Uh, uh, autopsy. God, yes. I can in, say anti-angiogenesis, but I can't say autopsy tonight. The frick! Yeah. What the hell is but again, Coca-Cola? That's, but, but that's a Western thing. Yeah. It is. This is stuff that we know. It is, admittedly. Okay, you know what? If I, If I still lived in my last place... I could probably ask my landlord about this. And once he got over the weird looks or once I got over the weird looks, he, he might be able to answer me as to, 
you know, what, what could prevent an autopsy in India? But, you know, it just, there, there are too many unknowns on this. Yeah. Uh, to, to really get the full story. I mean, yes, it was a tragedy. Yes. These parents are, they're arrested They're There's going to be an investigation. Perfect. Um, I'm curious to see how this, how this all turns out and to see just what triggered this whole thing. Yeah. What, um, what, what fell apart that cost two people who were doing so well, or a family who was doing so well, what triggered this whole thing? We destroyed them and killed two of them. Yeah. I'm thinking that uh, this is going to be one of those very, very few stories where, uh, uh in a couple of months, I'm probably going to have to revisit and track down information, find out what the hell, because there are very few stories where I, I've covered them and I just can't let them go. There's, there's a handful of them, but, um, there's, there's so many different pieces about this that there's one, there's one mention in one of those stories where the government has basically said, look, the, the family is absolute, uh, the, the parents can't exactly call a family now, can we? Um, the parents are basically, <coughs> excuse me, um, in, in, in shock. And, um, I'm, I'm, I'm highly paraphrasing cause I don't remember what it said. So they're, uh, they're, haven't exactly been charged at that point or, or not being held or, or I'm not quite sure what the hell was going on. Like I said, the, the, if you, if you take a look and you read the articles that are listed in the show notes and, and you take a look at them, I put them in there in the order that I was trying to read them. And you'll understand when you look at them, why it's so it's like trying to watch a Kafka movie inside out on VHS trying to piece it all together on top of trying not to be, you know, that guy, because you know, you're a parent and you kind of can't really deal with why, you know, we, we've, we've talked on so damned many occasions about the people who they, they just want to bilk folks. And I hate to say it. I would much rather take the people who are in it for the cash as opposed to the do actual harm. Not that I'm saying that friggin' people like Peter Popoff and your, you know, your, your magic spring water to keep you healthy sales thing is, is a good thing. I don't just, it just hurts. Hurts your heart. Yeah. It, 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 it just does. Um, we got a, we got a little bit of time. Um, and I want to, uh, I want to make sure that we get rolling. Um, I'm the only thing that I'm going to close with for, for this whole damn thing is 
as a parent, I really wish I could understand. I really, really wish that I could. And I'm, I'm, I'm leaving all the skeptical stuff all aside for a couple of seconds. I, I cannot fathom. I cannot conceptualize. And I have no flippin' idea how anyone would think that this was an okay thing. I want to... A part of me wants to feel bad for the parents. I can't get there. I can't get past what they did to their kids. I, I, I just I just can't. And there's not a wish in the world that's going to change what's happened to them now. Again, it's another one of those few nights where I'm kind of holding myself together emotionally and, and by a thread. Um, Bridget, I'll, I'll throw it your way next, I suppose, for... don't really have anything to add to that. I mean, without knowing more details, I really can't judge. And I know some people are probably going to get angry with me for saying this. And I know at the time when it did happen, I had people that I worked with that were furious with me. But the Andrea Yates thing, I was, uh, you know, working in Arkansas at that time. And everybody wanted to condemn that woman, which, you know, it's horrible what she did to her kids. But at the same time, with her having, you know, a clearly documented history of mental health issues, and then after it came out that she begged her husband and her mother-in-law, please do not leave me alone with these kids. And they ignored her and left her alone with them anyway. I hold them as responsible, if not more, because she begged them not to leave her alone with the kids because she thought that she would hurt them, and they left her anyway. Yep, I remember that part. And, you know, so I couldn't condemn her for that. Now, I admitted that she probably needed to be locked up for the rest of her life in a mental health facility, you know, but... I wouldn't have condemned her to death or anything like that because I feel like she was not fully responsible for what she did. And I got a lot of hate for taking that position, but, you know, I have mental health issues myself. And so I, I did feel some sympathy for her. And I know that, you know, the one time that I did have a psychotic break, it was not my fault. It was, you know, because taking steroids on, on top of my medication and they didn't play well with each other. I know what it's like to be in psychosis. It is scary as hell. And I, I had absolutely no control over what I was doing at the time. And I knew that I didn't. And that made it even more scary. So I'm just going to leave that there. <laughs> Probably.
probably TMI for everybody, but you know, I'm just going from personal experience. <laughs> I got you. Down. Um, not much more I can really say at this point. Um, <laughs> to hell of a knife for you to come back to it. <laughs> well, actually, no, this was. <laughs> this is kind of what we got started doing. Yeah. You know, look, look, looking at stuff like this and like looking at how religion or, you know, religious beliefs, they, they played a hand in this. And, you know, th this is, this is kind of where it all got started. I mean, it, it's the whole, whoever this traveling or whoever this sorcerer was, he sounds to me like they're equivalent of an evangelical and you know, that that's, that's my wheelhouse. That that's my beef with all of this are these charismatic people who they, they do it. I don't know, maybe some belief, but I think it's more of I'm out this to get mine. And consequences be damned. You know? Yeah, I'm bilking people out of those millions of dollars, but those millions of dollars are coming to me. So I'm going to keep doing it. And honestly, that's that's where a lot of it lies, is that you've got to... So If someone tells you that, hey, you know what? Um, yeah, we see your kids freaking out. Tell you what, let, let me call my, my sorcerer buddy over here. And he'll, he'll cast a few spells. We'll hang a few amulets around the house and you'll be fine. Right there, just like, I'm sorry. Are you fucking high? There's my one. <clears throat> you know, it's like, you're going to push that voodoo hoodoo shit on me. I want testimony. Okay. I want proof that what you're talking about is actually going to work before I let you lay so much as a finger on my child. Yeah, there's... Well, you know, I, would I could hire a whole bunch of people off the this. street to give you testimony. Yeah, there's that. Uh, then again, you still have a lot of people that live in New Orleans and, and Louisiana, but that area down there, that still believe in uh, you know, hoodoo and voodoo and Greekery. And, um, yeah, Tech, I'm going to be coming your way in a second, but, uh, real quick, Dallin, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for, for a couple of, for a couple of moments there. I, I, I had, I had the image in my head of hanging ambulances on the walls and just, I, so. you know, that'd probably be a better thing because at least then you can pluck it down, throw the kid in there and get him to the damn hospital. Unless it's a matchbox, in which case that could be a, that's a, that's a thing. Tech. Yeah. Clown car. Yeah. Hey, don't go make fun of clown cars. So anyway, um, you know, if my son gets sick, I take him to a doctor. I don't take him to a priest or a rabbi or a shaman. If my son says there's, he has dark thoughts, say okay are you willing to talk to me about them if the answer is no okay 
are you willing to talk to a professional about them? And the answer is no. Okay. There's really not much else to do except either A, continue asking and watching and observing and hoping and encouraging, or actually take them there and uh, to a professional and hope we talk anyway, which might make things worse. But luckily, I could also consult the professional before taking that action to see if that's even recommended. So, um, but if he told me he had dark thoughts, I would not first take him to a church or synagogue or a temple or a mosque or any of those places. You know, because those are buildings of religious nature. They're not institutes designed to heal the mind. They're institutes created to control thoughts. I don't want to control my son. I want to heal him. And if somebody ever recommends, hey, look, all you have to do is kill him, and then his soul will come back. You got five seconds to get out of my face before I go to jail for what I'm going to do to you. Kind of like those people that are trying to boycott the vaccination sites. If I have to go to a vaccination site and I have family in my car and I'm going to get them vaccinated because I don't want them to die from COVID. And they're blocking my way. Guess what? My car beats your fleshy body any day of the week. And I will not hesitate to do what I need to do to protect the lives of my family. I know, okay, what the car will do to you. <laughs> we have evidence of that. You do not have evidence that vaccines cause autism or that put trackers in the human body. By the way, uh, whoever it was that came up with that schematic of here's how to build the, the government tracker that's going to be injected in the vaccines, and it turned out it was like a, a one of those foot pedal circuits for uh, an electric guitar or amplifier or whatever it was, that was like the best troll I've ever seen. <sighs> yeah, it's like that, uh, what, what is it, the e-reader the, the e or the e-meter from uh, Scientology? God. <laughs> It was, it was a beautiful troll, though. You got to admit it. Oh, People, wait a minute. Yeah, Hold the e-readers doesn't do what, anything. No, but the 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 vaccine tracker that that whole thing was just a troll. Like he, he was he was purposely spoofing people. Yeah the the oh, person okay. who showed the person who showed who first put out the the electric circuit uh, that so that you could build your own so you could see what it looks like. It was just an amplifier for like a guitar or something. A distortion pedal. Lovely. <laughs> it was either. Is... Yeah, it was something small. It was either the amplifier that you plug in, you know, between your guitar and your speaker or for the distortion pedal. I can't remember which circuit it was, but it was one of the two. And that's all it was. There was nothing in the circuit that could have created an antenna array for GPS. <laughs> no, no source of power. No, nothing. <laughs> what and... I wouldn't give. <laughs> To be a, a salesperson <laughs> at Radio Shack. Oh God, yeah. When when that put a kit together so they could buy it. <laughs> oh, and, and 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 tell them it's actually it's it's powered by Raspberry Pi. Just uh, 
just to twist the knife a little bit the, deeper. The, but you see, here's the thing. At, at the end of the day, anybody who understands circuit design saw what it was. They're educated to some degree. Yeah. Anybody who understands GPS technology knows that that kind of circuit can't power itself. Yeah. And something that small would need a power source. Yeah. But okay. But okay. We look at that. Our jaws drop because of how stupid it is, but I would recommend, uh, you want to want to get a look at how stupid some people can be. And I mean, yes, these people are of a particular political bend, but I'm trying to be a little, I, I'm not trying to say, dude, I subscribe to idi- the subreddit idiot drivers. I no, know no, exactly how stupid they could be, but just listen to this check out. Cause we talked about them earlier, but check out Thunderfoot's video on busting space force and no, and just the interviews of some of the people and some of the things that they say. Yeah. I've said it before, but to say that education needs an overhaul in a lot of places is the mother of all understatements. Yeah. We've got, uh, we'll have a link to uh, yeah. Thunderfoot's uh, YouTube channel in general. So folks can yeah. go trolling through that. Uh, Joseph, I want to throw it over to you because uh, we got to, I've got to get rolling relatively quickly. Yeah. Um, Am I muted? Uh, yes, I am. Okay. Uh, yeah, for me, it just comes down to the same thing repeating. I mean, when you look at human evolution, I mean, we spent millions of years evolving to in a model and a success model that... Um, you know, we're growing up in small groups. We have... Uh, a tendency to obey the authority of a few key leaders. So most of a clan, you know, this clan mentality would have a few key leaders. Um, This is basically, this is a basic evolution. I mean, this was a success model until around 15,000 years ago. So we're born with these basic instincts that our evolution is deemed uh, successful. But these don't seem to be compatible with today's society. So to overcome our basic instincts, our instinct for credulity, you know, uh, appeal to authority and all that, um, it takes some work to get over that critical thought. um, And basically the basic notion that uh, we we can question things, that uh, we don't have to appeal to a higher authorities for a thing and even there what they say they can we can take into question we can question it we have every right so you know uh, but our present education seems to be around um, eliminating our ability to 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 question anything about questioning uh, seems to be no node in today's education. And I mean, it's done because uh, it's done by individuals, it's done by religions. Uh, religions remove the ability of autonomous thought uh, so they can have better, better have control 
Um, but I mean, like I say before, corporations do it too. So, you know, they depend on our credulity to, to make sales. There's just too much money in, in this state that, uh, that we find ourselves in. So I think a lot of, um, a lot of our work is not going to be only around, uh, educating, teaching people to think critically. I think it's also around individual responsibility and uh, individual empowerment. Like enough with the you can't. We know very well what people can do. But uh, yeah, that's it. No. So that's... Um, that's I'm, I'm just saying that the, the, the story about this Indian family... I mean, for me, there's a lot of that in there. Uh, the, the, you know, falling back to instinctive behavior without being able to overcome it kind of results in this outcome. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, over in the live chat, by the way, uh, J. Mike, I see you just joined us. I uh, hate to tell you this, but um, you actually got us right at the very end of it all because we're <laughs> wrapping up. Sorry about that. But um, with any maybe you join us next week instead. So that's uh, that's pretty well going to cover us for tonight. Uh, as always, everybody, thank you very much for being with us. We hope that you found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives and got something to think about for uh, uh, for the upcoming week. Uh, as an aside, because I, I was off my game earlier, uh, I completely missed over of it. Uh, it turns out I did go looking up information on Reef Badawi's condition. Although... As of the recording of tonight's show, he has now been jailed for eight years, seven months, 14 days. This past week, the Canadian government, Dallin, you might have heard about this one, has gone ahead and put forward that he should be granted Canadian citizenship. The vote was put up there with no dissent. So that is going forward in the Canadian government in the hopes that they can get him extracted one way or another, and he will be able to join his wife and family finally when he is out. Hell, it's about damn time. True that. True that. So, thank you all for being with us. Um, I'm gonna get. Uh, I'm gonna get uh, the show notes updated so that we've got everybody uh, an opportunity to check all the stuff we were talking about. Joseph, as always, thank you very much for your time. You have yourself a good, safe week, I hope. Oh, you too, sir. Um, and yeah, thanks for having me on. And no see you next week. Yeah, I'm trying. Tech, you too, man. You take good care of yourself. You try to be careful, huh? Doing everything I can. That's fair enough, man. Uh, Bridget, um, you know, on top of everything else, uh, yes, A, thank you for being able to make it, and B, um, yeah, I, I kind of heard a little uh, a little something about uh, chair uh, couch surfing. Is, is that the report that I heard about your wonderful person of choice? Uh, yes, that is actually true, and this has been confirmed through several local media sources. 
And I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't be laughing at somebody's. <laughs> in, 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 in addition to the couch surfing, which, if if you know, rumor is is accurate at this point, he is now housed up in Eric Holcomb, which is the current governor's one of his places. Um, there's, they're getting death threats as well. So they're trying to keep his current homeless couch surfing location undisclosed. Yep. What, what are we talking about? Bridget, go ahead and say it. Uh, Mike Pence. Oh. Is, is currently couch surfing and he's homeless at the moment and they can't figure out where to settle down. So home, homeless is exaggerating. How many properties do they have? Uh, Mike Pence actually has no properties at this point. Really? Yeah. This this is true because he went straight from the governor's mansion uh, to the White House you know, vice president's housing. So he hasn't had a house in a very long time. Not only that, don't forget Pence at the last minute was made a pariah by Trump. So there are 70 million Americans who are very pissed off at Trump right, or uh, Pence right now. Until yeah. Trump tell until Trump tells them to forgive Pence. They're That's pissed right. at Pence. Yeah, He's in hiding. He, and, he is literally in hiding. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I wouldn't expect him to buy any kind of physical property right now because the moment the word gets out, he's going to have people showing up. Yeah, this is a this is a, a large case of well, you made your bed. Yeah, he pissed off one out of two Americans. Uh, 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 well, he he's a target by of one of two Americans thanks to Trump, mm-hmm. but he pissed off many more Americans than that. Yeah, the the, the fact that he didn't count out of, to Trump's wishes is one thing. I mean that okay that turns the 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 Trump party against him and I use Trump party to loosely um but the guy also had 4 years of a vice presidency that did not do him any favors as well as a previous governorship as Bridget has mentioned many times has also not done him a lot of favors I I'm pretty sure the only way this guy is going to avoid anything is to get the hell off this continent that being said because of well, uh, certain travel bans owing to a um, everything uh, certain virus. Uh, how does this go? Um, Carbon nineteen. No, 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 no. no. Uh, how does how does he? Oh, yeah, the um, unknown virus of unspecified origin. Um, I, I think I've covered all the bases there. Um, yeah, he's not going anywhere. So I, I hope he got himself a nice big cardboard box. Wait, he's the governor of Kentucky, right? No, no. Indiana. Former Indiana. Governor. Oh, sorry. Wait, and there are, Yeah, and okay. there are a oh, lot. Mitch McConnell is Kentucky, sorry. And there are a lot of Trumplicans in Indiana, I'm just saying. Trumpeteers. So, yeah, but not only that. His he, life is rather interesting at the moment. Yeah, he couldn't even settle in a blue state because, again... He just had four years of a vice presidency under people that, uh, well, Democrats, I I don't think I'm too far away from saying this, hated. 
mm-hmm. viscerally hated. Yep. So yeah. he he's not welcome. He's not really welcome anywhere right now. I don't think. Nope. Yeah, he's pretty much a pariah. So, yeah, sucks to be him at the moment. So you want to go ahead and uh, say your thing? Um. So, you know, I'm sorry that you almost got ex, you know, uh, executed by like crazy people at the Capitol. But fuck you anyway, Mike Pence. We'll uh, we'll go with that. I and think- and the and the Patriot Party. Fuck you too. Yeah. Yeah, somehow I think the only place that folks are going to be seeing him are going to be at uh, uh, rest stops as he drives his RV around. Because I think that's the only safe place he'll have for a while. But Assuming anybody will even sell one to him. I'm sure there's somebody that would, but be that as it may. Maybe. Yeah. And Dallin, like I said, man, good to have you back. Welcome back on such a wonderful topic to talk about. <laughs> Well, like I said, this this one was kind of in the wheelhouse of yeah. uh, of the thing. Um, I had enough, so to speak. I had enough spoons for it tonight. Uh, and what usual, happens next? Yeah, yeah don't, what, don't what happens next week? We'll see. <laughs> we'll roll the bones when it comes to that. Pretty much. Um, but yeah, and once uh, once YouTube is done. Uh, allowing me to actually download it or get this thing done. I'll take care of it up at the uh, audio version of the show over at holycraptheblogcast.com. Uh, and speaking of spoons, uh, well, been been trying to keep the my own podcast going for a while, but uh, it's it's been tough. Uh, just no, just battling a lot of my own anxieties, shall we say? It's still going though. It's almost done. Uh, the, the book is nearly finished its first run. I uh, wonder what the hell I'm talking about. You can check that out over at kickit.yo5.ca. Thank you, man. And for anybody that's wondering, yes, he is the audio bitch I keep talking about. It's been a long time since we actually used that. So it's, it's, I bitch, therefore I am. It works out perfectly that way. Complaino ergo sum. <laughs> All our contact information is over at holycraptheblogcast.com. The phone number, if you'd like to leave a voicemail message, and please be creative, folks, is 859-HCTV-554, 859-4288-554. There was something else I was going to say. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, We, we, I mentioned it before. There may be a way for us to actually work it so that we can have folks who have got Plex and want to use it for their podcast recording can, can use it. There, there may be a way. I'm not quite sure how the hell they screwed up the coding for that, but Hey, it, it's a partially free program. So you know, I'll give them a little, a little bit of a pass on quirks. We'll be back again next week. We will end up following up on this story at some point. I just don't know when it's going to be. Um, but thank you for being with us. Those of you that have got siblings, got kids, just just be good to them. Parent to parent, just be good to them. Meantime, 
we will see you guys again next time. So until the next time we get together, everyone, as always, I wish you the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. My lady, <laughs> it's 15 and a half years on. I am still in love. Matane Fujin, I love you. I miss you. Dream of us. Until the next time we get together, everyone. As always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.